Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And once again, we are podcasting here at the Voices of Dentistry event in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Chris Majors. Okay, awesome. And um, it's just going to be a fun conversation. So I will actually throw this to you, Dr. House. Well, Dr. Majors and I were talking a little bit about being in private practice. He's recently retired. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your practices and how you got to where yeah. you are today. So I came out of dental school in 1998 and immediately bought my father-in-law's practice who had been a practicing dentist for a long time. And so I jumped in there and I realized quickly that how much I needed to learn about what it meant to be a dentist. We all come out learning how to do fillings and crowns, but the question is, do we know how to live our lives in such a way that we're doing meaningful work. And so I had to set out and say, okay, who am I really? I mean, am I just a dentist? And so I, I began to explore um, things such as the business side. And then I realized quickly in my career that the secret to my own success was going to be having margin in my life, where I not only emotionally, physically, and psychologically, but financially had margin in my practice and in my work. So that is sort of why I'm here. I just want to bring the, the topic up to the younger generation of dentists and, and help them explore why margin, having margin in your life is important. So when you're talking about margin, you're talking about finances. I'm talking finances, but I'm also talking about the emotional side, the, psych, uh, the, the physical, and then also time reserves. So margin defined is the leeway space between our load and our limits. The reason we have margins on a piece of paper is if you start to write off the end of the page, you're really not going to make sense. Um, it's just as easy in your life to run on full in your gas tank as it is on empty. And so what, what would it look like if we all had more margin in our life? And I think the trap here is that young dentists, with their energy, with their reserves, with their ambitions, uh, often think that they don't have limits and mm -hmm. they end oh, up with boy. bad habits that now 15, 20 years in, if, if not checked, but we hear about dentists all the time encountering burnout and, and not just burnout in like a small way. We know right. people in your generation that, you know, they know someone that was on the verge of possibly Absolutely. suicide because Absolutely. I mean, your good friend, Dr. Alan Stern. That yes. Alan Stern talks about that quite a bit because we do, we push ourselves to the limit right. because for some reason we think we're Superhuman, right. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, one example is a lot of times as a new dentist, it's like, oh, I'm only seeing six patients a day. I need to see 15. Well, really? Um, 
I found that dentistry is really not a game of volume, but a game of margin. And I, and th- sometimes the more time I had with the patient, the, the better dentistry that I actually was able to do when I had more time. So part of the margin message here is having that leeway space in your schedule from a time reserves aspect, having money left over at the end of the month so you're not running on empty. And then also just emotionally and spiritually and in all aspects of the human life, just have space. So that is not what we've been taught. No. We've been taught that we need to cram in a few more hygiene checks and right. you know at least a couple more crowns every single day. Right. And I, and I realize that you, you run behind and you run into that hygiene exam and you're like, okay, I, I did a really poor hygiene exam there, because, but I got to make up time. And I found that the time that I would actually set aside to do a longer hygiene exam, it, it was always better. The patient was treated better. The staff rallied around me better. So it takes effort. Uh, this doesn't, doesn't fall in your lap, but um, I think it's a good message. So how would you create that? How did you do that in your practice? Oh, man, you don't arrive. So <laughs> you start over really? every single day. Um, you have to take time in the morning. For me, it was uh, looking at my schedule never the night before. I never looked at my schedule the night before because I would stress about it. And like, oh, no, you know, Joan is on the schedule. You know, that would be awful. I would arrive early. Running to your first patient is not the way to create margin in your life. So I would arrive early. I'd give myself leeway to be able to look at the schedule and think about the patient and say, oh, this is going to be a great day. And so, yeah, the mindset does matter. And so creating that, and it's a daily thing. It's not a, okay, now I've been doing this 10 years. It's easy. I'm going to run it. You, you start over every single day. I think it's so nice because one of the things that younger dentists need is just permission. Permission yeah. to know I can, I can be successful. I can do the dentistry that I want to. And I don't have to uh, be redlining it. Right. And there's this wisdom that comes with, yeah, if you redline it for five, 10 years, there's a chance that you're going to experience emotional breakdown, physical breakdown. And then all of a sudden, like prevention is so much easier Oh, in in every area. You guys tell your patients this all the time. That's why it's so important to prevent uh, big issues in dentistry in the same exact way. It's important to prevent burnout emotionally, physically, spiritually. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to know what you're doing now. So you, re, you retired. Okay. You know, I'm going to clarify. I'm kind of weird about words like retirement. I hate the word retirement. You know, the goal for me was not retirement. Retirement has this sense of I'm just going to get up in the morning, watch TV, play pickleball in the afternoon, and have drink scotch at night. I mean, that's just a terrible idea to me. I'm not picking on people who that's their goal, but that's not mine. So um, I'm living into a 2.0. Uh, I'm, I've shifted careers. I don't see myself ever not working. I think work is healthy. I think work for me is, is investing in the lives of people. As dentists, that's all we've ever done. We've invested in people. Now, we did that by way of drilling and filling and putting on pretty smiles. But the second half, and I'm just going to encourage the senior or the more established doctors to think about the notion that the goal is not retirement. The goal is to continue to be a lifelong learner and continue to invest in the lives of people. It may not be in patient care. It may be in a whole new journey. So for me, it's, it's a journey and it's a journey of lifelong learning. I'm curious about a lot of things such as 
is there an alternative to dental insurance? I mean, every single day I'd go into my office and just file these, we'd file claims and accept write-offs. I don't like the margins in, in, in what we're getting from dental insurance companies today. And I, I'm concerned about that. And I, and I hope that a group of established doctors will think deeply about, well, what, what is an alternative to dental insurance? So that's been one of the things I'm working with a firm called Fair Market Health. And we created a little digital platform for trying to bring an alternative to dental insurance. That's one area. Another area is just uh, coming alongside and coaching young dentists and, and senior doctors on this notion of, well, you don't, you don't want to quit. I mean, yeah, you're, you're done practicing dentistry at age 60, but what about a whole nother career of investing in people? So that's my mission. That is an amazing mission. You and I talked a little bit about um, dentists from one year to five years, and you had created yeah. something? Yeah, so I'm thinking about from the financial aspect. I, I have some concerns. You know, we, it doesn't take a PhD in dentistry to, or excuse me, in economics to know that there's a lot of inflationary pressures. Um, insurance fees are not going up. Staff wages are going up. Consolidation is going up in dentistry, you know the acquisitions from private equity and the demographic changes are definitely a part of our marketplace. So as I think about that, there's a lot of, from a financial standpoint, marginal compression. And so with that, what I'm trying to do is build maybe a framework for dentists that are in their first five years to think about the earlier you begin to invest, the earlier you get out of debt, the earlier you pay down those loans and the earlier you start to, to accumulate the resources, you'll have options in life. I'm very blessed at age 50. I was able to step away from that and start this. But the only way I was able to do that was through stewarding the resources early in my career. That's a difficult thing for somebody to do that's a half million dollars in debt. It was, yeah, absolutely. If, if I can give a little hope, in 1998, I had 200000 in student loan debt. Now, that, that, that's great today, I guess, but in 1998, that was a lot of money. And I bought into a dental practice, found myself about a million three in debt at age 26 years old, and just now grabbing a handpiece for the first time in private practice. So there's hope, but you have to plan and you have to aim at something. Hope is not a strategy. And so my encouragement, and so I'm building a framework for younger doctors in their first five years to think about a way to handle their money and their resources and get started early. So do you have like online teaching or is it more in-person coaching? That right now it's, it's in-person, but I'm going to start a dental community. It's going to be online. So we're a little early in this. I wish I had an action step for your listeners to, to jump into, but you'll be hearing really shortly. And I hope to circle back with you guys within the next three to six months with a place for, for your, for your listeners to actually join a community of experts and seasoned professionals who are going to help that next generation. You know, and uh, just a little bit, um, so from my perspective, I, I'm not a dentist and I would say for now, like maybe 12 to 14 years, I've just been in the trenches learning about mm -hmm. business. I learned a lot from my dad, um, just tried to start a few companies in dentistry and it finally dawned on me like five, six years ago, like, oh my gosh, the same exact pressure that I have on me 
to run a business is what a dentist has. Absolutely. Except they have an entire clinical responsibility that I have no understanding of. Like I, I didn't, like I don't have to manage both. Right. So that gave me like a really deep respect and honor for the struggle that dentistry is. Like I, I just think dentistry is, is crazy difficult. And that's why if, if a young dentist can find a mentor like you, that's already been through it, that, that right. knows how to face adversity, challenges, and overcome that, I mean, that's, that's gold. That's worth its weight in gold. Well, thank you. And that is my hope. And, and, and it all begins with uh, think about your thinking. And one of the ways that dentists can uh, begin to flourish early in their practice is by not managing their practice, but stewarding their vision. And so we need to give them tools for stewarding vision um, that's more powerful than just managing your practice. And so that's equipping your staff, um, investing in them, coaching people, having coaches come in and creating a culture of, I don't want to say winning, but yeah, uh, having a high performing dental practice. Wow. I mean, we definitely want to check in with you again. Well, thank is you. Is there some way somebody could contact you now? Yeah. My email address is docmajors, D-O-C-M-A-J-O-R-S, at me.com. Or you can text me. I'm not scared to get a text. 316-650-5245. That is wonderful. Thank you, Chris. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.